TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Little Rare Earth. Do you realize that this is a Motown song? No, I did not. It's a Motown song. Now, it's not your traditional Motown song, but this was a, uh, they, they were signed to the Motown label. So, as it is a Motown Monday here on the show. Nice. That's how we do it. So, uh, this was at the end of Expendables 2. This is kind of the, the music that played at the end of that movie. So, Boomalay, 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 Boo, or whatever. Was it the second Expendables? I can't remember. Yeah, uh, it was either the first or second one. But this was, you know, at the end of the movie when they were, like, toasting. You know, Boomalay, 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 Boo, and whatever. You do Muju and all that kind of stuff that they do that uh, on that film so anyway 404-726-0929 that is our solomon brothers diamond text line it's also our phone line as we get to our braves closeout well braves taking on the chin tonight so here's the deal you can call in if you were at the game or you know if you've got thoughts about what the atlanta braves uh this loss uh, tonight 404-726-0929. So if you're leaving out of the stadium and you're headed uh, in your car to the home front, let us know what your thoughts were about the game uh, tonight. So 4-1, to one, uh, Charlie Morton takes the loss uh, tonight. So now he's 10-9. and nine. Probably, I mean, it seems like most nights this would have been a winning line for Charlie Morton. Six innings, six hits, three runs, three walks, eight strikeouts, okay? And, again, the three home runs. And that was the bugaboo last year for Charlie Morton. He's had a pretty good control of it, all things considered, this year. But, again, can't give up three. I mean, I don't care. And I know that they were all solo home runs. You can't give up three home runs in, in, in today's baseball. That's that's just a death knell, right? And they're a good, obviously, home run hitting team. But, you know, when you don't give up one to Otani, and by the way, Otani hit one up and over the wall, and it was snagged back in the field of play by Michael Harris. He made an outstanding catch, um, you know, in that game. But 
can't give up can't give up three home runs uh, and expect to win. But you know, a lot of nights that would have been enough of a line um, to win. So uh, when you figure that he's only given up, Charlie Morton's only given up ten home runs for the year. Now think about this: Charlie Morton has given up ten home runs for the year and 113 and a third innings coming into tonight. Okay. He gave up three homers in six innings. So basically he gave up a third of his home runs for the entire season in just six innings tonight. So it can't do those kinds of things. And again, um, you know, try to expect to win, but offense really got slugged down. Um, They were kind of anemic uh, tonight. Ronnie didn't have a hit. Ozzie didn't have a hit couple of hits for Matt Olson in the home run where um, he hit a uh, uh, he had a solo home run in the uh, fifth inning and that was it for the Braves uh, Arzuna had a hit and nothing else and what we talk about with what we talk about with the uh, with the Braves and you know again they're winning ways when they get the bottom of the order cranked up and going and they get this lineup turned around they start moving the lineup around, then again, that's when they're at their best. They couldn't get anything done tonight. Seven, eight, nine hitters took an offer. Uh, your first two hitters took an offer. Think about the fact that Ronnie and Ozzy only had three official at bats tonight. They both had a walk, uh, but they were 0 for 6 with two walks and three strikeouts in the game. And again, Matt Olson had the only run for the Atlanta Braves as he. Um, was uh, two for two with a run and an RBI. Uh, Otani tonight did go two for three, hitting in the two hole. He did draw a walk uh, as well. He's hitting 305 with a 407 on base uh, percentage for the year. And, um, you know, obviously we're not going to see him pitching here. We're not going to see him pitching over in this series, but certainly he's going to be uh, in their lineup. Um, Morton, as we said, takes it on the chin, three home runs. Minter pitched an inning, Johnson pitched an inning, and then um, Hernandez came in and uh, he pitched an inning, but uh, he gave up a run. Um, and that was, you know, again, four to one when, when all was uh, said and done. So uh, the only run that was not a home run was the run that Hernandez had given up. And other than that, uh, it was all, all home runs for, for uh, both clubs. So Braves take it on the chin. They are 56 and, or sorry, they are 67 and 37. So they're at that 30 games above 500 mark, 35 and 20 on the year. And um, uh, as far as what they did uh, in uh, uh, in the division uh, tonight, uh, let me look real quickly here. As the Phillies and the Marlins were playing one another, Phillies did beat the Marlins, so the Braves. Uh, don't gain or sorry, don't lose any ground to the Miami Marlins, but obviously they lose uh, half a game to the or sorry, lose a game to the Philadelphia Phillies. And the Mutts did not play uh, tonight. Yeah, the Mutts did not play uh, tonight. So Braves still obviously with a huge lead. They're out comfortable. 11 now over the Philadelphia Phillies, 11 and a half over the Miami Marlins and 17 and a half over the uh, the New York Mutts. So Braves obviously comfortable, and now we start looking ahead toward the trade deadline, right? Trade deadline is, I believe, 6 o'clock tomorrow night, and now we wait to see about what Alex Anthopoulos is going to do. By the way, once you get past this trade deadline, remember, there's no more non-waiver trade deadline. 
you know, where guys used to have to try to clear waivers if somebody wanted to claim them. There's no more of that anymore. It, 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 there's no there's no such thing as a non-waiver trade deadline anymore. So, uh, again, you know, deals have to be worked out by 6 o'clock coming up uh, tomorrow night. And we'll see about whether or not the Braves make any more moves. I mean, could they be in the mind of, of a starting pitcher? Absolutely. There's been rumors that Justin Verlander has been in discussions with the Atlanta Braves. Now, John Heyman, when we heard from him earlier, he said he had not heard that, but I had read that in a couple different places that Verlander may be a candidate for the Atlanta Braves. I'm not sure the Braves want to take on that kind of contract. I'm not sure the Braves want to take on that kind of contract, owing him good money and obviously you know, not knowing whether or not he's going to be uh, an effective pitcher. And I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I, I like Verlander and I like what he can bring, but I just don't know that that's a wise investment. And usually this team is a little bit smarter about that when it comes to, to pitching um, as well. So we do expect that Max Freed will probably join the club in Chicago when they take on the Cubs and potentially could, because he had his fourth uh, um, fourth minor league rehab start, uh, could potentially pitch come Friday or Saturday. Most likely Friday if he's, if he's available and things like that. I think that there's a good chance that he will be in Chicago on Friday when they take on the Chicago Cubs and now getting that back, as we talked about, you know, finding that other guy to just stabilize the starting rotation. You don't have to be lights out. It would be obviously beneficial if you could be, but stabilizing that last spot, stabilizing that that fourth spot, whereas you don't have to try to figure out multiple spots in your rotation. So we'll see if Max Fried comes back uh, come Friday. But all signs indicate that that's what's going to end up uh, happening. Um, so, uh, Braves 35 and 20 at home, plus 148 run differential. So, um, all good coming off the uh, sweep of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Again, it's it's disheartening a little bit, but obviously their offense just couldn't get anything done. The uh, um, uh, Angels pitcher um, Silseth, who is now three and one. He pitched five innings with three hits, one run. That was the home run that he gave up to uh, Matt Olson. No walks, four strikeouts. And that's and, and again, just the one home run. That's how you don't get yourself in trouble. You know, when Charlie Morton's out there giving up three walks and three uh, home runs, you know, in six innings of work, you're going to find yourself in some trouble. And sometimes this offense has been good enough to overcome those kinds of starts. Again, that's actually a quality start. But, you know, again, for what we look at, we say, oh, okay, was that, was that really that much of a quality start? But it was by, by definition of quality starts. But you felt like that that was a game that, in Morton's case, that he pitched well enough that they could have won that game. Except our offense was just completely shut down. It was just completely, you know, just, just taken out of the thing. And uh, Braves do lose 4-1. to one. So now we get ready for tomorrow night as uh, there'll be two more of these games against the uh, California Angels or whatever they call them uh, nowadays. So I call them the California Angels, so um, that's what it is. Uh, Let's see here. Spencer Strider will be on the mound coming up tomorrow as he will take on Patrick Sandoval. So it'll be Strider and Patrick Sandoval getting the tomorrow night and um, expect lots of strikeouts uh, in the game. So um, certainly from the uh, bolt from the, um, sorry, the, 
Strider end of things. Um, obviously, it should be a whole ton of strike against uh, this lineup. Uh, Sandoval is 6-7 and seven with a 4-1-3 ERA, so he's been bounced around a little bit. 97 hits and 98 innings. Um, you know, again, his strikeout-to-walk ratio is not very good at less than two, so should be plenty of base runners for the Braves who, you know, coming off that sweep of the of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, felt like their offense was getting back on track, especially the bottom of the order. You felt like things were getting offensively, and then they kind of lay an egg tonight uh, in this game. You know, lay an, lay an egg tonight in it, and, um, you know, they lose four to one here, but still obviously loaded up on the uh, division and um, still taking care of um, their, you know, here vision as of right now. So, all right, we're back. We're going to open up the phone lines to you again as I'm going to ask a Falcons question. Will the Falcons lead the league in rushing? And will they finish the year 20 in passing yards? It's all next. Chuck Green, Nikia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back at a Chuckery show. Brown Liquor Music Hour rolling right along. We do Motown Mondays, 404-726-0929. That is both our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line and it is our phone line. We're asking you the question, do you think, two-part question, do you think that the Falcons can lead the league in rushing this year and 
do you think they can finish in the top 20 in passing yards? So let's address the rushing yards first. Last year, the Falcons finished third in the NFL, but they were two yards away from taking second place. So they were very, very close in uh, rushing yards. Can the Falcons lead the league in rushing this year? I think so. Now, is that the formula that I want to see? Probably not. I'd like to see a little bit more balanced. I'd like to see a little bit more, you know, passing attack type of offense. But with Robinson, with Algier, with Cordero Patterson, I can see those guys getting a lot of carries. And I can also see those guys taking life off the, you know, throwing arm of the quarterback where you don't have to rely on him as much. You can run the football and move the chains that way and then pick and choose your spots as to what you want to do in the passing game. Now, as far as the as far as the uh, top 20 passing yards, you know, that may be a little bit more difficult to achieve. And while the numbers are not ridiculous or drastic or anything like that, Falcons were the second lowest passing team in the league last year. Second lowest passing yardage team in the league last year. I don't know how drastically that is going to change. So 32 teams, if they're 31st, it's a ways to go to get into the top 20, right, as far as passing yards go. So I don't know if they have that in them or if they will allow Desmond Ritter to huck it around the field that many times. That part I'm not sure about. Now, again, when you look at this, is Desmond Ritter probably going to throw for more yards than what they had this past season? Sure. Again, you can't go much lower. I mean, they were the second fewest passing yards in the NFL last year. You would certainly think that they were going to get a little bit more balanced and huck it around just a little bit more, if nothing else. You feel like that they at least have a quarterback that's competent in throwing the football, which at times they didn't have a competent quarterback to throw the football. When I'm, telling, when I'm talking about not a good passer, there's a difference between not being a good passer and you're incompetent at throwing the football. They looked at times like they were incompetent trying to pass. They looked like they had never attempted a forward pass before at times with Marcus Mariota at quarterback. So 404-726-0929. Can the Falcons lead the league in rushing? And uh, will they finish in the top 20 in passing yards? Let's grab Chris out in College Park. What's going on, Chris? Hey, what's up, Georgia Rattlesnake? How hey, you doing tonight? How's it going, man? Doing good, man. Love this question. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, all for us leading the league in rushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think with what Arthur Smith and that offensive line, what they've established in that culture, uh, we're going to pound the football. We're going to run it. I remember situations last year when we were behind, and we didn't. Even though I know what Mariota was, what is, was what he was, but we didn't huck it around or throw it to try to get back in the game. Right. We ran it. And you know what I mean? And that let other defenses know, like, hey, man, they're not going to throw it. you got to buckle it up. So I think um, with the onset of, you know, our number one draft pick, Bijan, running it and with Algiers, and I think Algiers is going to be hungry, even more hungry because he knows what he's got in the backfield with him is going to amp him up. So, yeah. And, and like I said, they're not going to be afraid to let Ritter turn around and hand it off 25, 30 times between the two of them and then Cordero. Now, when it gets to passing, I'm on D. Ritty. 
the Cincinnati kid, Chuckery. I think, you know what I'm saying, with the play-action pass and his, his accuracy and the seam routes and our big receivers with the catch radius, he can go 4,200, 28 touchdowns, and I'm going to give him double-digit interceptions. You know, I, if he can hold it to 12, I think we'll be all right. I don't know if that falls in the top 20, but I think he's capable of that. And uh, 11 wins. And one last thing, our running game is going to hold fast. I told Freaky this. November, December, in January, the running game will travel. Thanks for letting me rattle on. Appreciate it. Um, you know, if, if he's 4,200 yards and uh, – you know, somewhere 28 touchdowns. Again, we're talking about in that conversation for MVP of the league. And I'm not saying that he can't be, you know, that kind of player, but that's that's pretty high praise. I mean, that that's pretty high praise. Now, the 4,200 part would absolutely get you, that would get you into what, probably the top three, six, nine, you're going to be somewhere in that top 10 to 12 at that point. Uh, the, let's see, 3, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. The Seahawks were 10th in the NFL in passing yards with 4,282 passing yards. So 4,200 passing yards and 28 touchdowns means you're in the MVP discussion. That, that's what that means. Um, as far as hucking it around a little bit more, I do think that they will take their chances, but where I'm mostly looking for them being able to be an efficient pass team is when we're down in the red zone to kind of loosen things up. I mean, not just running the football and trying to jam it down everybody's throat, but with Pitts and London and Smith, or um, yeah, Johnny Smith, uh, with those three guys and Robinson catching balls, Algier catching balls on the backfield. I, I, I do think that that's the area where we've got a lot of potential for for the red zone offense. Falcons were 28th in Arthur Smith's first year. They were 14th last year. Let's see if they can make that next step forward to where they can be a top, what have you, five, six red zone offense, right? And we talked about this you know, before, is that they need to be in that kind of realm. Like they need that, they need good effective red zone offense and you know if they're going to get to where we want to get you know red zone offense and sacking the other team's quarterback that's two pretty good places to start with it but uh, you know again I, I I certainly think that with Lamar Jackson maybe not running it as much as what he has in years past where he's talked about being a 4,000 yard quarterback and he's in Todd Munkin's system and right I mean all of that kind of stuff I do think that there is a, a a a good opportunity for us to lead the league in rushing if we're not going to see Lamar try to run it everybody down everybody's throat. And again, maybe not by a huge margin, but certainly, certainly, I don't care if it's a yard or two. You know, again, it, it's still leading the league in rushing. But certainly, when you look at this offense and this offensive line, which their strength was run blocking. I mean that that was that was the strength of this team was was their run-blocking ability. So you can run behind that offensive line, and you can line up a bunch of personnel to do it. So I I think that – I think it's very realistic to talk about leading the league in rushing. The passing game will be the one that's that's interesting. I mean, last year, these two quarterbacks combined to throw for 
2,927 yards. Okay, even if you throw for 3,000 and, no, sorry, 3,200 yards is third from the bottom. So think about that. I mean, that that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good job. I mean, let's say the Falcons add, let's say the Falcons add 1,000 yards onto their total, which was 29-27. Let's say they add 1,000 yards, 39-27. Um, that gets you... That gets you 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, somewhere 17 or 18 in that range. Think about how the leading team passing-wise led the league in Pat Mahomes with 5,250 yards, and you still had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, um, 11, 12, like, 13, like almost half the league threw for 4,000 yards last year. So almost almost half the league, or better than half the league, threw for 4,000 yards. We couldn't even throw it for 3,000 yards. So it's definitely going to be a big jump if we get into the top, let's say, 20 to 25 or what have you. But I think it's possible. Don't know if they will let Ritter throw it around as much as we like. But the rushing numbers where we were – you know, third by less than two yards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I definitely think that with this group of running backs and the offensive line that they have, I definitely think that that we can lead the league in rushing this year. And, and sort of like what Derrick Henry did, right? I mean, sort of like Derrick Henry in Tennessee that they would lead the league in rushing, right? But um, we'll see what happens. Uh, again, a lot of weapons on this offense. A lot of, lot of pass-catching weapons, too. Lots of pass-catching weapons. That may not translate into as many yards, though, just because of where you're going to use your passing game, right? Like, for instance, I don't think if they're backed up in their own end zone, they're coming out hucking and firing away like what Matt Ryan would have done. You know, in the old days, Matt Ryan would be the gunslinger, and he would lead them up and down the field and do what he had to do. But I don't know if they're going to ask Desmond Ritter to do the same type of thing. I don't know if they're going to ask Desmond Ritter to be the same type of quarterback. And, and be a, a huck-it-around kind of guy, no problem, as the caller said, no problem with turning and handing off and, you know, picking up some positive yardage out of all of it. But we'll see. I mean, definitely that there is room for improvement in growth, especially in the passing game, especially when you look at the passing game and how much more effective it could be. Certainly that you think that, you know, again, they can they can be a more balanced offense in this, right? And that's kind of one of the things that we're watching for is, can they be a balanced offense at the end of the day? Can they be an offense that is as likely to beat you with their arm as they are with their legs? And hopefully there's a lot of wins when all is said and done that happens uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, one more segment to go when we get back. Chuck, we hanging out in the Key Studios. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app.
Radio, 92.9 of the game. Back at it, Chuckery Show. Hanging out at the Kia Studios. Jason Longshore, top of the hour. Atlanta soccer tonight. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers. I'm in text line to be a part of the show. Uh, unfortunately, because I work during the day, I cannot come down here um, and record. But um, it is SummerSlam week. Um, SummerSlam is this weekend on Saturday. And um, normally for the big shows, I can come down and record for one of the WWE because they, they usually have some of the WWE guys that are like doing PR hits and stuff like that. Right. All, all like usually on Thursday. And uh, unfortunately, I cannot uh, come down here, but always enjoy talking to some of these guys. Um, I don't know what to think about. Think about SummerSlam just yet. We're going to get Cody and Brock in one final match. Um, we're gonna get uh, Jay Uso. Was it is it Jay or Jimmy? Is it I think Jay. It's Jay. Jay? Yeah, Jay and Roman uh, for the title uh, or for actually the what? What is it? The um, uh, the tribal? Yeah, the tribal uh, uh, council chief, chief council. Chief yeah, rights to be that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, to be the to be the tribal chief. So. I think Jimmy's gonna come back and and play a role in the outcome of that match. Yeah. Um, as much as I like all of that. Um, it was still a bad decision to allow Cody Rhodes to lose at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, it's becoming more clear that Cody Rhodes should have won at WrestleMania. Um, he should have been champion by now. Because, uh, again, the Brock feud is nice. He could have still feuded with Brock. That's been fun. Could have still feuded with Brock. But there's nothing for him to do, though, in a lot of ways. Right. Like, like it's it's it's... It's not what okay. So once he gets done with Brock, then what? He's exactly. going back to Roman, right? Now he's got to beat Brock this weekend because it's one one. Yep, he's got to win over Brock, and, and convincingly, he's got to win over Brock. Um, but after that, are you going after Roman, or is this going to be just some flunky fest? I mean, with Seth Rollins and people like that, I don't know. I mean, again, you know, it's and by the way. So I guess they're they're partnering up with Seth Seth with Kevin or sorry with Seth with um, uh, Sammy because you know L- Owens has a legitimate injury now he's yeah. out he's out for a while so yeah him and Ray yeah yeah Ray. well Ray Ray's was on thir- <laughs> was that Friday yeah, no night? It, was on, it was on Friday night yeah. SmackDown yeah he couldn't continue in the match um, they called, they said they, he couldn't continue that was yeah that was um, something to behold but uh, yeah. Um, so that happens when you get some of these guys that are like 50 years old. Yeah, you know? and that's what I was thinking when I saw it, too. I was like, Ray's too, like, he moves like he's much older, you know? Like, for well, the, the style of wrestling he he's yes. known for, like, he doesn't move like that anymore. No, no, no. He can't do he can't do those kinds of moves um, anymore. So, um, yeah, I I agree. I mean, and I hate to say it this way because, again, Ray, Ray Mysterio is a legend. And he still is a good performer, but it's not those matches. I mean, it's not Eddie and Ray anymore. Right. Nope. I mean, it's it's not that kind of it's not that kind of match. So um, again, we'll see what happens. But um, you know, with with uh, and I don't I don't know the whole Seth thing. I mean, again, it's I know he's helping Sammy out or whatever, and they're obviously dealing with a legitimate injury, but. Uh, I'm not sure if Seth's the right guy or whatever like that. He's got his own things that he's got to take care of and all this, that, and the other. But, again, they want to put a top guy with – they want to put a top guy with him. I mean, and that's, you know, probably 
I'm not going to put Cody with him, but maybe that's the next best thing is, uh, is Seth. I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, did you see my appearance on 11 Alive? I missed night? it. I missed it. I yeah. had to because um, it was last night, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were school shopping. I actually, we didn't get in until almost 11. Wow. And yeah, yeah, so... See, I had all of that stuff taken care of. Well, you know, I had to. I had to go to to the Carolinas. My mother had a, a stroke in her eye, mm-hmm. um, and she's good, but she can't drive. And right. my sister, who was with her, um, had to go back to California for a little while. So we just went and took her up to some family, so she could just be around some people, and if you know, nice. be able to get around or whatever. So when we got back here, it was late, like already, like after seven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we had to go do the school shopping, and, you know, we have all four, basically. We had to get school supplies and things so you, for So you waited for the very last minute. Well, not so, for the supplies, yeah. Like, my wife, she was pretty good about ordering clothes and shoes and mm-hmm. things of that nature. But you know how these teachers, you because we get the list. Our meet and greets were, two of them were on Friday, and then one was on Monday. Um, so we didn't get, like, some of these lists from the teachers, which is ridiculous, the amount of stuff. When it comes to the supplies that they're asking you to, because they don't do that with high school kids. You know, this is well, middle yeah, school. I mean, and, we, and I mean, but my daughter, we um, we went to her orientation, and when we got to the teachers' rooms and stuff like that, they had like a little slide or something like that, or had a list, but wasn't much. I mean, to be honest with you, it was some three ring binders and some notebook paper and four. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't anything spectacular or anything like that. Yeah, nah. For us, they were asking. I think part of it is some of the stuff they were. You know, it's for the classroom. Well, yeah, yeah. They ask you to. I mean, that, so part of it is they ask you to donate, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's that's what they do. Is they they want donations and stuff. Like again, it's hand sanitizer or Kleenex or whatever, right? I mean, so they're like, oh, well, you know, your daughter, your daughter needs glue sticks but you know can you donate glue sticks right now, instead of instead of her getting a glue stick can you donate a whole pack, eight pack? <laughs> right yeah, exactly yeah. and that's what it was yeah. so and we actually went to walmart we actually went to walmart on saturday and they did not have glue sticks at they were walmart. sold out yeah they were yeah. sold out completely sold out yeah i was like i was like how how in the world is it possible to sell out of glue sticks like what are they are they like gold bullion <laughs> I mean, how do you sell out of glue sticks? Right. If, especially if you're Walmart, because you got to figure they got eighty five thousand packs right. available. Like, yeah. what are people hoarding? Remember how like people hoarded um, during COVID? They had mm-hmm. they had the um, the what is it? The uh, it was the tissue uh, and stuff, yeah. wasn't it? Well, yeah, but the the, the wipes. The oh yeah, the, the sanitation the, wipes. Yeah, like yeah. the Clorox yeah, wipes. The Clor- remember, yeah. Remember people were hoarding those yep. things in their garage. Yep. Like, what are people doing with glue sticks? Like, yeah. what, how does everybody need a glue stick in life? Well, I think honestly, it might be the the list from the teachers because for us, again, we had four, you know all four are well. The baby, he doesn't really have his list. wasn't really like that, but no, but, uh, but but still, like what it was was you had each of these lists and, and each teacher's like, to your point, two packs of eight glue sticks. So yeah. if you've got all these kids and parents running around, running around grabbing like that there, stuff, like there's li- like Elmer's glue is run <laughs> out of glue sticks. Right, like I, there's. There wasn't a glue stick in Cherokee County. Like we had to go, we had to go to a third place. We went to a Target, and we finally found some glue sticks. Yeah. And I was like, are 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 these are, are these like some kind of valuable item or whatever? No, I think it's just the amount of people that you know. There isn't done. that. I mean, again, 
you He's could about your right, like, yeah. <laughs> like you could glue a real life airplane to something. I mean, you know, <laughs> if a wing fell off of an airplane in real life, there's enough glue to be able to just glue those things back on in Cherokee County. I mean, so, but yeah, it was kind of crazy that that Walmart was was out of glue sticks, or whatever like that. But we we were, I mean, we we went Saturday. We got all the supplies. We got we went Sunday. Went get all the groceries and. And everything, and get her all ready to, to go. So um, I got to tell you, I mean, and I don't I don't only have one kid, but whew, I mean, you talk about I spent some bucks. Oh I mean, yeah, you I mean, can, I, I can I, imagine. I, I spent I spent you know with a high school daughter. Yes, yeah. I, I spent. It's a little more expensive when they get older. Yeah, I uh, I spent uh, I I spent a pretty good amount on clothes, food, school supplies. It was pretty good. <clears throat> I mean, pretty good. Pretty good amount. I mean, it was it was four figures by the time all was all said and done yeah. with the, with everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so oh yeah. But, you know, Trust listen, you, you only live once, right? You know, the the thing is, you, you, have you ever seen a U-Haul behind a hearse? <laughs> you know, have you ever seen a U-Haul behind a hearse? So, no, you haven't. But um, yeah, it's um, and and I keep trying to get with my daughter just to make sure you know I want her to go to bed early because she's got to get up early, and you know, it's like we. we there's there's this quick transition getting out of summer mode that and and again she was they had the day off today so they were still right. kind of fiddle farting around and everything like that treating it like a day off but they instead of trying to get their bodies and minds right they don't do any of that stuff and they just they they push it all onto you know come six thirty in the morning yep. right because she uh, by the way she she starts actually a half hour earlier so high school you know. Elementary school was the real early start. The middle school was the really late start. Right. Like I think it was seven o'clock for her for her um uh elementary school, nine o'clock for her middle school. Yep. And now high school is like seven thirty. No, I think it's like eight thirty. Eight thirty. Oh, that's yeah. not too bad. Yeah. So yeah. I mean it's it's and they get out midway. what, like three? Three thirty. Three thirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I believe is what they yeah when they get out. Yeah, so, our six year old, he's gotta be at the bus stop. It says it's going to pick them up at 6.50, and school starts at, I think, 7.15. Yeah. Because we don't live too far from the school, so. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, our middle schoolers, they'll have to, their their start time's a little later. It's like 9. And then, yeah, we don't have one in high school yet, so. No, that's good. Um, We've been there before, though, with my oldest daughter. Yeah. Remember how her? old is your oldest? She is 26 now. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that so twenty six then what's the next youngest twenty six then twelve or actually about to be thirteen next month or okay. you might as well say this month because August. But so you, uh, you guys decided to start back up. Or? Well, no, no. So my oldest is from a previous okay. relationship, okay. and okay. I just didn't want any like multiple baby mamas without being married. Yeah. yeah. So I just held you, you, out. You didn't want to do uh, uh, what? What's it? What's that? Um, Nick, you didn't want to Nick oh, Cannon? Oh, Nick Cannon. I didn't want to yeah. Nick Cannon. No, yeah. just, yeah. Uh, I wanted – no. I had too many friends that, like, had multiples, and I just saw the headache. And I was like, I am never – like, whoever the next one is, like, whenever I have another one, like, there's going to be a ring on that woman's finger. Well, there's more, no way. more than just that. I mean, is it really fair to the kid? I mean, I know you're getting your rocks off, but, I mean, is it really <laughs> fair to the kid? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, that's the most important thing is the child. And right. Is it really fair to the child? I mean, right. it, you know, again, and um, and, and I don't have the kind of money to, you know, I 
I can't afford uh, exactly. I can't, I can't afford multiple baby. Mamas, exactly. So. so yeah, that's that's why there's the gap. Okay. All right. Well, that makes that makes more sense now. Um, our buddy Rusty on the, on the text line too, by the way, he tweeted in, uh, and, and this is an underrated movie. You ever seen Summer School? Speaking of school, ever seen Summer School with Mark Harmon? I remember some of that. was like an 80s movie. Yes, yeah, it was. Because yeah. he was the teacher, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Good movie. Good, yeah. good movie. I, I would agree. Summer School is a is an underrated yeah. movie. Yeah. So that, that's, that's a pretty good flick. And I can't remember who the... Can't remember who the female lead was uh, in that movie. You know, another one I thought about that, or another two actually that I liked after we, we thought after we got done. Runaway, Runaway Jewelry. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I, I have seen that one. Yeah, and then Arlington Road. The, the, the only the only part about the Runaway Jury uh-huh. is Gene Hurt. Gene and Hackman Hackman. turned into the old guy just yelling. Right, like he just starts yelling. It <laughs> messes with my jury. He just went around and started yelling. Right, and right. and and I don't know what. Dustin Hoffman was doing, but I mean, just they uh, all he was doing just run around. Just it, it, right, it, right. it should have been just runaway old guy, you know, <laughs> yelling at everybody. Right, so, right. And then Arlington Road was the other one. I don't know if you ever saw that. They had one of the British brothers. Uh, I think Jeff. Uh, I'll I'll tell you one too that I I thought of. Um, if you ever saw Road to Perdition, I remember um, that. The yeah. Tom Hanks movie mm-hmm. where he's a former gangster killer, right? Um, and then. Um, his family gets killed, and he seeks revenge, um, for his family and stuff right. like that. That that was a pretty good that was a pretty good movie. I think, oh man, is it? It's not Paul Newman. That's the that's the the head of the family. But I maybe it was Paul Newman. But but that was a pretty good movie. That, okay. that was that was pretty good. He he's got his one son with him. Is is all that's left. His mm. youngest son and his wife were were gunned down. Wow. And, okay. Uh, and so that that movie was pretty good. Road to Perdition. Okay. So. All right. When uh, we come back, it'll be time to wrap things up with the Love TKO. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, and the Game, Odyssey.com app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.